You're listening to the Naughty Rude Show podcast, Sin's place for all things sex, health, relationships, and identity. So, so, so scandalous. Let's get into the neck of it. What are we talking about first, guys? Well, gender roles is what we're going to talk about today. So, I think we'll, we'll start off with, with uh, an issue that's a little bit close to my heart. Okay, sure. Um, because as a male, society expects me to be a bit... Oh, well, traditionally, men were the breadwinners mm, yeah. and women stayed at home. And if you want to look up the history on that, there's quite a lot of uh, reasons as to why that was the case. Because the old... Uh, in our parents' day or our grandparents' day, the way of thinking about things was that men did some, uh, things that they were good at and women did the things that they were good at. And that was the way that everything was. Um, yeah. But since, and it was the way it had to be because of contraceptives. And now we have, well, because there weren't contraceptives mm. or it was not the way it had to be, but it was the way that was most commonly happened. Anyway, um, so men had to be the breadwinner w- and there were these uh, pressures on men to bring in the money. Um, but now that isn't necessarily the case. Um, but I know my friend, uh, one in particular, still feels like it is his need to be the breadwinner in yeah. his relationships. I feel like guys still situation. have that stigma attached. They're like, I do need to start like pulling my way. I want to be that manly figure to my partner. Yeah. Yeah. My um ex-boyfriend once said to me that like he would be uncomfortable if I earned more money than him. Wow. Yeah, I was like, well, I mean, whatever. He had like earn all the money you want. I'll have some. I don't care. But yeah, wow. just thought that was interesting. Yeah. I, I would say that that's much less of a stereotype these days. Yeah. People, in fact, I would say that gender stereotypes typically are breaking down. Yeah, it's fading um, out. It is fading out. Um, but in order, like, as the male stereotype where you need to be a, a breadwinner may not necessarily come through in, uh, like, a marriage anymore or come through in relationships anymore, but there's still sort of... Uh, it's nice if the guy yeah. pays for something. Oh, yeah. Or if, like, that's still the gentlemanly Actually, thing to about do. about that, though, like, when people challenged that, like, the other day I went out and I treated, like, I was, like, to a person I was talking to, they're like, oh, I'll buy you a drink. And I was like, you know, honey, I'll buy you one. Like, <laughs> and they were so shocked. They're like, usually, like, you know, single girls when they, oh, I hate generalising, but most of my friends, single girls that go out, they're like, oh, I'll just get guys to buy me drinks. And I'm like, no, that. me too. I'm I hate that so much. I'm like, you know what? I earn my own money. I should be able to buy my own drinks. Like, yes, it's nice if someone wants to gift me with a drink, but I don't really want someone to be paying for me. Yeah, but I also feel like I don't want to go out. Like, I'm there to have, to have fun for myself. I don't yeah. want to have to owe anybody anything exactly. because they bought me a drink. You Very know? true. I don't want to have to talk to someone if I don't want to. You know? Yeah, and if they do them. buy you a drink, they end up following you around exactly. and you're like, this is the worst situation to get myself into. <laughs> yeah. All over a gin and tonic. New classic. But do, you, do you really think that just... Do, well, do you think that other people think that if they buy you a drink that you suddenly owe them no no it's not i mean some people do definitely think that i don't think all the time but i just don't yeah. like feeling like i could I, you know? yeah i always feel like if they do that they always want something more and i'm like honestly mate it's just some like liquid and ice like i don't yeah. really want more from you <laughs> yeah i feel like in a way it's sort of like buying your time because yeah if you're gonna drink the drink you're gonna drink it with them because they've They've bought, They've it, bought you know? it for yeah. you. So you have to. You can't just be like, okay, thanks, and like walk away. So you, if anything, you're <laughs> owing them 
like yeah your conversation which is yeah. like yeah what if like yeah I've had people come up and be like I'll buy you a drink I'm like I don't who are you like I don't want to talk to yeah. you like, away from well, me. I've already got a drink had that? Hand. yeah yeah, yeah. People be like, oh, can I buy a drink? I'm like, no I don't like it. No. I'm like, I'm already going to drink my hand. But if you like it, I mean, like, go for it. If you yeah. want people to buy you drinks, like, yeah. that's fine. But I just, yeah. Personal I don't like choice. Do yeah. you feel like you are, um, like, that you have any societal pressure to accept the drink? Um, I reckon I used to when I was, mm. like, more timid. I reckon I would have done it out of politeness. But um, that's a thing I've sort of re- realised recently. Um excludes my um, language, but uh, there's a uh, podcast called My Favourite Murder and their slogan is fuck politeness. Um, and that's pretty much how you end up not getting murdered. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I like that's the sort of mantra that I've taken on and I don't want to have to like be overly p- polite to someone who I don't know yeah. just because they want to buy me a drink. You know what I mean? I just don't get it. Yeah, I can see Time and effort. Over that drink, yeah, weighing like, out. Oh, I just, yeah. I'll, I'll talk to you because I want to talk to you, not yeah. because I feel like I have exactly. to. Exactly. That is very true. Do you ever go, look, don't buy me a drink, but I'm going to get some water. You want to chat? Yeah, yeah I would yeah, definitely I would be do up that for that. If I was interested sure. in talking to them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely. I would I would prefer that much more. If someone said that to me, I would be like, that sounds like the best idea <laughs> because it just sounds like friendly, buying you a drink, like, I'll buy you a drink. Like, sort of like a demand in that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, like straight away, I'm like, mm. Don't know about this. Jonathan, do you buy people drinks ever? I mean, do you have a girlfriend, Toby? But anyway, just in general life, before? I've never bought someone a drink. Yeah. Really? Never. Never. You know, when you're going out, you're doing rounds and no. No. You know, if I'm ever out on the town, I just stand next to a conversation, listen, and then chime in. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like I've just been admiring, you know, what they've been saying. Yeah. And Just some people think that's so... Yeah, exactly. I'm like, man, that's a good point. Um, you know, have you thought about this? People look at me a bit strangely and go, who is this person interrupting <laughs> in our conversation? But they're like, hang at on. At the end of it, you're all best friends. Yeah, well, they, uh, if you ask a good question, yeah, they're sure. like, hang on, that's a good question. Let's answer that. Yeah. Or let's unpack that. And yeah. then you're like, oh... Now I'm in the conversation. <laughs> yes. Yes. Got in. Exactly. So, like, it's, I just casually walk into conversations like it's not a big thing. Now, I know I'm not... I have a stupid amount of confidence. Yeah. Um, it's uh, one of my gifts, I suppose, <laughs> um, which is why I like going on radio. Anyway, <laughs> um, so not everyone can do that. Uh, but, no, I have never needed to buy anyone a drink, and neither yeah. would I. do I have the desire to buy someone a drink. Yeah, exactly. Um not not just because I'm stingy with my money, yeah. but also because if I'm... You want another way of going yeah. around it. You're not... Yeah, if, I know what you mean. If I want to pay attention to someone, I don't want to do it. Yeah. Um, You're not you, forced into it. Yeah, I want to do it because I'm interesting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, exactly. exactly. They're well, not sitting I have, there with, with their drink because they have to. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, part of me, if someone bought me a drink and I didn't want to have the drink, I would take the drink and say thank you. Yeah. And then I would walk over to another another person and say... <laughs> Hey, would you like this drink? Oh, wow. Um, I, I'm, I'm driving tonight and this wonderful person gave it to me. Yeah. Um, I can't and just pretend that I'm driving that night yeah. Yeah. and be like, would you like it? 
no one has touched it. They'd probably look at me strange and go, what the hell? But like, this person gave it to me. Come over here. And then start a, start oh, a conversation. and you've included them in your yep. group. That's yep. smart. And I don't know, that, that would be my task. And I think it would be funny if to see how many people I could go around and convince to try and drink this drink <laughs> yeah. that this person just tried to give me. That you could fun. definitely, oh, sorry, but oh, that no, could you definitely go. come off as like super weird though. Yeah, guy but just guys, guys. Like, someone want to try my drink? <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. Also, listeners, make sure that if someone if you are going to accept a drink from someone, yeah. make sure that you've got your eyes on that drink that whole time. Very, very yep. good point. That is true. Jonathan. Yes. So coming from the gender roles perspective, do females, when you were single, did females come up to you a lot asking to buy you a drink? Or is that just mainly a man doing a dominant act towards a woman? To be fair, I don't go out that much. It's never <laughs> happened. Though the last time I went out, I was completely oblivious to this lady who was hitting on me and let me see through her, uh, like, glasses, which made all the colours of all the lights at the show go, like, refract. So it was like looking at rainbows like through flies. lights all the time. Is it Froth Life glasses? I yeah, I think funky. that's it. They're yeah. like refractive lenses. So, oh, wow. Um, the light would be white and you'd look at it and then around the light there would be, like, three or four different colours coming off it and make everything look really funky. Oh. And I didn't think anything of it at the time, but my girlfriend who was with me then was like, oh my gosh, that girl was hitting on you and you didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, You're so funny and cute and oblivious. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, funny. but anyway, that's kind of interesting. But no, I've never had a girl buy me a drink. Yeah, um, I don't think that I would... Like, I would be super surprised if my, one of my friends went up and bought someone a drink or, yeah. or something. I would say you go, girl. Like, that's yeah. a very... If it's... I'm, like, all about the tone. Like, if she's going up demanding, being like, and then buy you a drink, I'd be like, ooh, settle. <laughs> but if she's, like, doing it as, like, a conversation starter, I'd be like, wow, that's really cool. Like, yeah, different so approach. So, it's interesting that we think, like, for me, like, I would think it's cool if a girl did it, but if a guy did it, I'd be like, can you leave me alone? Yeah. That's I, an interesting yeah, conversation. Very yeah, very true. I think it's just all about how they say it and the tone. It's I just, actually don't think it would be cool for a girl to do it. I don't, really? think, I don't think anyone buying another person another drink unsolicited is actually a good idea. Mm. Not unsolicited, yeah, but, but going up to someone and be like, hey, like, blah, 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 talking to them, can I buy you a drink? Yeah. yeah. I mean, people would obviously do that all the time. I don't know. Well, I'm acknowledging my own double standard just then, I realise, and I take it back. I'm not going to accept any drinks for anyone, so <laughs> buy my own drinks. Anyway. But if, I suppose if you do, if you are a person who feels inclined to offer people drinks, maybe offer them conversation first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if the conversation always. goes well, then go, hey, I'm going to have a drink. Do you want one? Yeah, exactly. I thought that's usually how it goes. That, that I, I would thought say, conversation went first and then drinks came nah, after. I've had yeah. people come up to me Straight and, up and, not like, even, and not even like, yeah, you're buying wow. your... And I'm like, leave me alone. You're like, and your name was? Yeah, I'm sorry. Who are you? Well... Well, I'm just going to segue into a song here because yes. if someone bought me a drink, man, I'd feel like a woman. No, joking. <laughs> but that is the next song, Man, I Feel Like a Woman, uh, by Shania Twain. You're listening to The Naughty Roots Show on uh, Sin Nation. Man, that's a good song. You're listening to The Naughty Roots Show with Jonathan. Katie. And Chloe. Hey. So we've been talking a bit about uh, men as breadwinners and how that's a social stereotype. Uh, but let's jump over to the ladies. Holla, ladies. Yeah. <laughs> so, I had a scenario that I was toying around with while this song was going, which is, if you are in a house uh, that has, you know, three uh, three people in it or more, and someone gets sick, and, uh, and you're a lady, 
And there's another person in the household who is a man. And one of you needs to stay home to look after this person. Are you more likely to be expected to go there because of the old age-old stereotype that ladies are caretakers? Or is that something that's not really apparent anymore? What um, are your thoughts? For a roommate situation, so it's not even your partner, it doesn't matter. Just... Well, let's let's say roommate and then yeah. let's go on to partner. Yeah. Um, I think for me personally, I'm quite a, like a um, caretaker anyway. And I don't think that that has the, uh, like... And, like it's not to do with me being a woman I don't think but um, so I think I'd be helping them anyway but yeah I would I would probably be surprised if the the guy was to jump in and offer to help first and it not be their like partner or anything like that right don't you reckon you mean and, it would, you think it would be strange for the guy to go hey look I'm going to look after them I would be surprised if it, that like or, or the guys I know but hardly any of them would do that at all I don't think I feel like it's more of a personality trait yeah exactly than the classic stigma attached yeah. of what? it being like female carer I feel like I have one personal, uh, one really close friend, and his grandma's really terminally ill. And he's been, he came back from his holiday in Cambodia earlier to like be with her and take care of her because he just thought it was the right thing to do. And oh, I was nice. like, bless. Good on him. Yeah. And so I think, yeah, it's definitely a personality trait. But yeah. What I'm going to retract my statement just before I'm sorry. I've, now that I think about it, I don't think it has anything to do with that. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a guy. I just meant, I just had this image of like this, like a guy like wetting someone's forehead with a cloth. You know what I mean? Like that very like, it like, um, she has a fever. Yeah, like, like sort of dramatic. And I was like, I don't see, like, I don't see the per like a guy doing that. And there's also because I was imagining the person wearing like one of those wench like outfits too. So if, if I like, if a guy was like, oh, you know, I'll drive and go get you like some cold and flu tablets or something like that sort of thing. It's like, that's still taken care of instead of. Let's uh, spin this into the relationship context. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to say like in most occasions, People will look after their partners, yeah. I would say. But let's say you're not looking after your partner mm. um, and you're like, oh, they're sick, but they'll be fine. Do you think if you explain that to someone, they would be shocked? I, yet again, I think that's something you would have. Like, relationship is mainly the two people that obviously know what's going on. And then you have external people that probably have their perspective on it, but they truly don't know what's going on in the relationship. So... You could be like, oh, that would be like, you'd have your point of view, but I, you don't know, like, really the routine or, like, the what's going on in the relationship. Maybe that's just how they do it. I that's true. That's yeah. true. It could be a specific relationship set up. But yeah. I don't know. I feel like if I were, because as, as a guy, yeah. if I, if my girlfriend was sick and I was like, oh, you know, she'll be right. She'll survive. I can't imagine that from See, me. He's such a lovely guy. So. <laughs> yeah, but, but I mean, saying like hypothetically yeah. as a yeah. male, um, I think if I told that to a guy, he'd be like, oh, oh yeah, fair. But if I told that to a lady, <laughs> if I told that to a lady, she'd be like, no. Yeah. No, you should probably go go and look after your girlfriend. Yeah. Because I have been in that situation and I know how much it sucks and you should look after her because that's what a good a good boyfriend does. Yeah. Um but 
that's what a good boyfriend does is the really interesting True. part of that. Mate, the quotation there. Well, I think it's like good boyfriend is in like um, your partner who cares about you and cares for your well-being. I don't, is it necessarily good boyfriend or just like a good partner? If you saw your partner sick and you were like, eh, I don't care about you. It's like, <laughs> well, well, how good's your relationship then? Yeah. yeah. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like the, I feel like if uh, if a if a lady went and said, "Oh, I'm I'm not going to look after my boyfriend um, because I've got X, Y, and Z important things to do, um, which are like pretty important." That out. Yeah, people, and they might even go, "Oh, well, yeah, your boyfriend will su- survive because you know he's a man." Oh my god, that would frustrate me. But then again, if a guy said the same thing, I'm sure people would be like, "Yeah, that's totally understandable. Like, you have stuff to do as well." But if you get the chance, they'd be like, yeah, that I feel like it goes the same way. There's no swing. I don't know. I feel like from a... I'm going to go from a traditional context yeah. here. Um, traditionally, if uh, a man is sick, mm. there is some sort of... Um, like, there's an expectation that's... Uh, well, sick to the point where they, they need to be looked after. Uh there will be someone there to look after them. Um, oh, I don't know. Now, now I'm second-guessing myself. <laughs> See, that's guys, not, that's not okay, good. I'm like good. That's, that's a good thing, because if I'm second-guessing myself, it means that we're actually getting on some yeah. grey area topics. Mm. That's good. Um, but I don't know. I, f- I feel like if if my girlfriend or I were sick, we would be going to look after each other. But if we couldn't, um, I think that I would probably get more of the social stigma for not looking after my girlfriend than if my girlfriend oh, didn't okay. come and look after me. Yeah. I see because what you mean. people yeah. people would rather uh, people see me and they're like, oh he's a guy, guys are tough, he'll be fine. He's probably just having a man flu and complaining. Um, <laughs> um while if my girlfriend did it, there might be the old idea that, oh, um she's probably having a really bad time. You're a man, you'll be fine, go look after her, mm. you know you, if you can drop something to look after her, you probably should because, you know, that's the, that's what good men do. Just isn't it interesting? I was just thinking about this separately, sort of. But isn't it interesting how, like, when you get a bit older and you obviously like move move out of home or your parents stop becoming like the be all and end all of your like caregiving, that you end up sort of seeking that. Yeah, that caregiving that your parents once gave to you. Yeah, that role. Because, like, that's what I, like, when I think about so- someone taking care of me, the first thing I'd be like, Mom, yeah. give me some soap. You know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Like, uh, right now, this is about what I'd be doing today. Um, but, yeah, like, uh, but because, you know, she's not going to do that anymore. She'd be like, you're an adult, this sort of thing. Then I'm um, next, in, next in line is, like, my boyfriend, who I'm like, damn, give me some soap, <laughs> you know. And it's just funny that we've just... I don't know about everyone, but I've totally just like swapped over those roles. I'm like, okay, Definitely. now you're now you have to take care of me because my parents don't want to totally take care of me go anymore. with you, girl. Like yeah. since moving out of home, I've definitely like lent on my roommates so much more. Being like, I'm six, snuggle me, yeah, please. exactly. Please get me Nutella. Yeah, Actually, my housemate is currently sick, and it's all it's funny because um, I have uh, two housemates, um, a female one and a male one, and currently my male housemate is sick and. Uh, myself and my uh, other housemate are like, oh, man, how you doing? Do you want this? Do you want yeah, that? And nice. so we're almost playing mum and dad. Yeah, it's, like a, well, it's like a family. That like, would be so yeah. nice, especially like not living at home anymore and then just, yeah, having the like two people to take care of you. So cute. 
He certainly yeah. appreciates it, especially yeah. when yeah. I cooked him food tonight. I cooked him dinner. Oh, it was my God. Good. I want to move into your house, yeah. David. It's pretty good, yeah. except I'm, it's very cold. But anyway. Mm. My two-minute noodles never compare to your meals. <laughs> <laughs> well, seeing that I've been uh, talking about how I've been looking after men, I just want to say that you can do it uh, platonically, and um, you don't have to be a Romeo. And our next song is <laughs> oh, Romeo by Dorsal go. Fins. <laughs> You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Dorsal. That was Romeo by Dorsal Finn. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. Uh, just reminding you that if you do have any questions or want to chime in, uh, just message us at thenaughtyrudeshow.tumblr.com forward slash ask. Uh, we'll be looking forward to your questions. And you don't need an account, and it's anonymous. All you got to do is prove that you're not a robot. But if you are a robot and can get past that, we'll still answer your question. <laughs> I'm Jonathan. I'm Katie. I'm Chloe. Welcome back, guys. So we want to dabble in another topic now. We're going to be talking about uh, emotional labor in relationships. And uh, let's. Do you guys think that one partner more often than the other is expected to do more? emotional no, expected to put more effort let's say put more effort into a relationship than the other are you saying because of their like, because of their gender yeah, their gender because like for example the first thing that comes to mind when i think of this uh topic is that girls are always the ones stereotypically that remind people about anniversaries mm. or remember birthdays. birthdays or whatnot and do you think that's um, acceptable that they should be the ones who uh, are they expected and is that acceptable? Um, they should be expected, but if they remember, like, yeah, it's pro to them. Like, there's no to my friends, I'm not like, do you remember my birthday? Like, there's no stress. Like, <gasps> yeah. if they do, they do. If they don't, I'm not getting them a birthday present. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Because, like, I don't, I know that my I've been in a relationship for three months, but I can't remember the exact date right now. Yeah. Um, I could go and find out where I've written it down. Um, but, like, should I feel guilty for that as a guy? No. Cause nah. I mean, depending on the sort of relationship yeah. you have. But, like, I'm, I don't I don't even have it. Me and Tom have been dating for, like, almost two years or something, but I don't actually know when that point hits at all because it was never really a, like, an actual defining, defining moment. moment. Yeah, so that I think that sort of, like, alleviated... Alleviates Stress any sort of pressure of it, yeah. If do you, you don't just actually spontaneously have a date. be like, "It's our anniversary," let's yeah. Do I know it was like around January two years ago, I think, but I can't I seriously. I can't tell. So yeah, I feel like it might have been like that's has got me off the hook a bit. So if you have like an actual date written down somewhere, you might need to get onto that. Yeah. Depending on depending on you know the, the sort of relationship that you have. Also, you look like a bit of romantic. So if you knit, if you knew he the did day, say hopeless romantic. Yeah, also. you do. And any best, you're the type of guy that would remember it and be like, "We're gonna do something nice, like a nice picnic." And well, good thing I've got like three months till our six month anniversary, <laughs> and I'll be like, "Hey, look now, now I've got three months to prepare something interesting." Three so months yeah. to prepare something. What are you gonna do? A hot air balloon or something? That, that would be really cool. Nice. Okay. Actually, my uh, sister did that for her boyfriend. Um, awesome. Once is one of their anniversaries, but he didn't like getting up at four in the morning to go and go. Oh, who um, does? That's but, pretty rough. But yeah. when when she was like, "Hey, we're going hot air ballooning," and he's like, "Oh, that sounds kind of cool." <laughs> okay, I'll get ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a pretty good date. That's funny. Um, yeah, 
back to the emotional labor sort of thing. Is that what we were talking about? So, yeah, yeah. So you, can you ask me the question again? I yeah. So do you think that any particular role um, is supposed to put in more effort than the other, or do you think that that is the case, uh, even though we don't uh, and we don't necessarily expect it? Um, I think it's again like. I mean, I want to say the words I don't want to generalise, but we're literally talking about yeah. stereotypes. Yep. So we're generalising. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I normally find that um, the woman in the relationship, if it was you know, a heterosexual couple, is probably the um, more likely to give that sort of emotional support from my experiences and my friends and stuff. It's like a running joke with m- me and my friends that the guys that – you know, our boyfriends or our friends and that they're just like not as emotionally mature as the girls. And like, I find that like a lot of the time we're doing a lot of the, um, yeah, the, the picking up off the ground and like making them feel better, making them feel better about themselves themselves. And then when it's like, I'm talking, if I'm talking specifically about me, then when, if it's, I'm having like a bad time, I'm sort of just like, not like I I don't want to talk about it. I didn't deal with that. But I think that that's just who I am yeah. as a person instead of, I don't know if it's necessarily gender. Do you think that uh, women are brought up more to talk to each other? Yeah. About yeah. emotional well, that, yeah, problems rather than men? Exactly. That's right. what I was going to yeah, say. You're friends. able to vent to your friends a lot more. And so you're, sure. you're able to go through and like learn from your, you know, mistakes. And like, that's like when I've uh, started dating my boyfriend now, he'd never had a girlfriend before or hadn't had any other close girlfriends. So like literally, I remember one, like one of the first like really big DNM conversations he had, he just unlifted this whole weight of this world because he'd been just carrying around for so long because he does no no guy none of his guys you know they're all footy boys and stuff so like none of them like talk about yeah, it yeah they're not really chatting and he just like carrying. just like he was just blah like word yeah. vomited everywhere it was just really interesting to see and like you know he's like really gotten better at like expressing his feelings and stuff but from being from that perspective and he just had you just don't talk about it to anyone I think that's a stereotype in itself I I would agree because like though I, I'm going to say that I am a rarity amongst my friends because my mother did this with me all the time mm. and so I'm I love talking about the things that make people tick and the yeah. things that are important to people and if there's a problem I like going and asking questions about it and helping them figure out what it actually is and not necessarily like sometimes I'll offer advice other times I'll be like well maybe that's the question that we should be asking mm. like something that's more trying to discover what is at the root of their problem like just talking about problems and whatnot. And I've been lucky because I have had several friends in my life uh, that are males that have helped me out with this. Um, like shout out to Hamish. He's Go like Hamish. my best, one of my best friends. Yay. Um, he gave me the honor of being best man at his wedding. <gasps> oh yeah, I remember the yeah. Um So like Hamish has You're always be been such someone. a good best man as well. Oh, thank you. Like with the, just the organizational side. Yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, organized. <laughs> uh, no, it was. It's good because I've always been able to have someone who I need, who I can go and talk to about a serious problem. Who will do the same thing? They'll ask questions because they'll listen to me and they'll think about what I'm feeling and they'll go, "Well, if you, if you're feeling that, is is this the situation that you're in? And if that's the case, what what do you, what do you think is the solution? Because like." My thoughts are this. And then I'll be like, oh, well, that's something I hadn't considered. Um, but that doesn't happen with lots of guys. In fact, um, 
another one of my friends he only like he only just recently started doing it to me in the last few years and it's been amazing how much uh i've learnt about him. other men and him yeah. um through having those deep and meaningful discussions going like why is it that you feel this way and he's like oh, i've never really thought about it do you think it's a level of maturity like obviously when you're younger there's like this like oh i don't know how to, i don't know how to say this without yet yet again generalizing <laughs> but like when you're younger the classic boys just being lads and not talking about the feelings <laughs> but as they get older i think emotionally more capable to deal with things maturity levels have risen yeah i think it depends upon what your parents teach you true yeah and i think that if you're uh if you have a father out there who doesn't talk to you about these things um maybe it's a good idea to open up the conversation with them um a lot of the time we feel sometimes we feel uh worried about starting conversations with our parents um particularly about some subjects but just go hey how do you feel about this like i don't know like why don't i talk let's take a conversation that my dad i'm just going to jump into a a little bit of a rant here yeah my dad and i don't have very many deep and meaningful discussions the last time my dad and i had a deep and meaningful discussion um that went on for a length of time um well yeah one of the times that happened was when my dad and my uncles took me to a strip club for the first time (laughs) and i can't i i I honestly felt so out of place there yeah um because i just got my first girlfriend at the time um but my dad obviously also felt out of place there and Mm. he went hang on my son is experiencing something new and i'm just gonna and i don't feel comfortable i'm just gonna talk to my son yeah he's like so john how you going and he hardly ever asks me that not that i think he's a, a bad dad for doing that yeah, yeah. but he's just got his things that he does and he shows his love to me through actions yeah um but it was interesting because before that there's sorts of questions i only really had with my mother and my sisters mm. um and so it was interesting because it's almost like my dad didn't necessarily know what he was doing yeah. and his father doesn't do that uh, didn't do that to him and his brothers might do it they, he might talk about that stuff with his brothers, but it's interesting that the father-son relationship doesn't really span that. And I certainly am going to try and ask my son when I have one, or daughter when I have one, how you doing? Yeah. I feel like it's a freak sense, though. My dad and like I think my brothers know this as well because I was living with one and it kept happening. But if something was wrong we would always receive a phone call from our dad and be like, how does he do this? Like, oh, that's and then, awesome. So you'd receive, he'd be like, um, just, what's been going on, Chloe? And I would be like, oh my God, is he a mind reader? Is yeah. it psychic? Yeah. That's so good. It's a weird, I feel like the classic bond between children and parents, they, I don't, well, I just think that they probably know something's in the air or maybe they just want to know how you're really going, you know? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, what's our next song, man? Well, the next song is Then There's You by Sasquatch. Uh, If you like Sasquatch and you like sexy sounding music, definitely check him out. I was waiting for a pun that you were going to do then, but let down three three times. Sasquatch, can you? Unfortunately, no hat trick of puns. Here is Then There's You by Sasquatch. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. That was Sasquatch. Then there's you. There is you. Then there's you. That's the song. 
We're talking about gender roles today on the Naughty Rude Show. Thank you for listening. And we're going to be talking about this now. I wanted to ask you guys, because we're talking about gender roles and we're just talking about um, gender roles in relationships, um, how do you reckon gender roles in relationships can be problematic? Like what? how can they be a bad influence on your relationship, do you think? I absolutely, absolutely think that the... Um, Pay, like man paying gender role, yeah, mm. terrible, oh terrible. <laughs> no one should be. I mean, not that I, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind paying, but my current girlfriend is like, no, you are not allowed to pay. Yeah. Don't do it. I'm like, but you don't earn anything. This isn't to the gen- gender role thing. This is yeah. just me trying to facilitate something nice. And yeah. she's like, no, I will not have a man pay for something for me. I'm like, go okay. girl. Yeah, she sounds cool. But like, why, why can't we just like? The way that I see it is if I have no money and you pay, that's cool. Yeah. When, because I don't have money to pay for it. Exactly. But, like, she's, like, borrowing – well, not borrowing money from her parents, but she's, like, um, finding – she's, like, using the money that the government gives her to pay for dates and stuff, which is fine. But I'm, like, <laughs> there's – that money should probably be used for oh, other important God. things. Like, if you're getting – Using your rent assistance to get Maccas. <laughs> Yeah, well, not Maccas. We're a bit no, more I'm classy just, yeah. than that. Which sometimes I'm like, oh, should I do that? But she says she doesn't like Maccas. So the last place we tried was six dollar ramen in the oh, city. Oh, stop it! Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. It was pretty. It was pretty amazing for what it, for how much we paid for it. Mm. But anyway, point problematic. is, I problematic because it stops me from doing something that I think is a general new, gender neutral thing. Yeah. Um, which would actually. Um, help us do something fun together yeah. that is exciting and something that I can put effort and energy into that will give a positive result and everyone should be happy. But no, because of the stupid gender role, I can't do it. Yeah. I feel like hospitality, if you're ever, obviously people working out there and especially people listening, because it's so common amongst people our age to be working in hospitality, when you're giving a bill, put it in the middle of the table, never directed at a male. I find it so rude if someone did that. I'd be like, well, you know what? Going back to the gender role being like, why is he expected to pay? Yeah. Yeah. That's totally true. But do you um one other gender role in relationships that I find is that like if someone wants to ask how a relationship is going, um, they will most often uh, like I find that it, none of my uh, none of my girlfriend's friends will ever ask me how my rela- how our relationship is going. They're always going to ask her. I don't know whether or not that's a um, but aren't they her friends? I suppose. <laughs> but like, a part True. of me feels like, is is that because they think that they're going to get a better answer because she's more emotionally equipped to answer it? Or maybe they just don't, maybe they're just more comfortable. But I don't know whether or not there's a, a double standard there. I find that question, how's your relationship going, sort of yeah. awkward anyway. That's true. I've, like, I've had... I wouldn't really ask people that. Cause what, no. if, what if they say it's really bad, like, I, I need you to help me get out of this or something. You're like, oh, this isn't what I... I just yeah. Just <laughs> yeah, no, because I've had, I've had one of my lady friends ask one of my girlfriends playfully, how's your relationship going? Because yeah, they want to actually kinks. find out yeah. What's, yeah, yeah. what's been going on yeah, with me. because deets. Yeah, because she she knows me well, though. Yeah, she knows me well, and she's like, okay, you know, give us give us the goss on John. How is John actually, you know, as good as he says he is? <laughs> like that that sort of thing, and like yeah. that, that can be a bit playful, though. Like at the time, my girlfriend was like, it's going okay. 
I suppose. Oh, yeah. oh trouble in paradise yeah. on the rocks. Uh, I'm, and that was more so because she was like, I don't know how to answer this. Yeah. More so than anything else. But I don't know. Oh, I'm double thinking now, are you? Yeah. Well, that, that was her like, I don't know whether or not I should be friendly and tell them everything or whether or not I should just go, um, no, avoid yeah. this subject, talk about something else. Imagine anyway. if she went all the way and your friends were just like, what? Like, weren't yeah, expecting exactly. that. Being, like, straight to the dirty deeds. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I don't mind. I, I'll talk about the dirty... That, that's why I'm on the show. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm exactly. comfortable with talking about the dirty, dirty deeds. deeds to talk about. I'd be like, you know what? Yeah. I suck at this particular part of sex. But that's okay because I make up for it with this other thing, which I'm really good at. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Um, just before we... Did- talk about the time collection i just wanted to say my my opinion yeah. yes go for I it i love it um and by my opinion it means this is an article that i have on my computer but <laughs> that you for, agree with or disagree yeah with? it's uh this one's like sort of statistic thing and then there's the thing down the bottom so for men who have a detached style of functioning in the relationship the women reported higher dissatisfaction and couples that reported the highest levels of satisfaction were the ones that had both the woman and the man strongly attached and able to talk about emotions and romantic feelings which seems pretty strong straightforward yeah. but if you do maintain that gender role thing where you know the man's supposed to be um you know made of stone and like the caregiver sort of rock then like you end up creating a, a space where you're not actually allowing your partner to be like who they are they're just you're just like putting onto them what you want them to be so that in the end it sort of damages you even further so if you do have some sort of gender stereotype and I've got some things that I just sort of like think about I'm like I just accidentally do it I think I don't know it's just the way that I've been brought up or whatever um just make sure that you're it's you're doing that because um you're acknowledging them as a person not just as you want the stereotype yeah Yeah. um I have a point on that actually yes so earlier this week I was shown a video from this uh YouTube series called the school of life um it was talking about uh, the stere- the how to be a man stereotypes over history. And in the past, particularly 1950s uh, plus, uh, the attractive thing in men was to be cool. And what that actually means is no matter what situation you're faced with, you're able to remain calm. You're able to... Uh, solve the problem almost effortlessly mm-hmm. and you're not showing any real attachment to anything. Mm. Yes. And I can't help but imagine that if you put this in a if you put that in a relationship context, it might seem really nice that the dude can be in any situation and remain calm. But if I have a problem with that not attached though? Yeah, and not attached. Bit, that's and very boy style. Yeah, but I feel like that's a bit it's almost a bit inhumane like yeah. expecting Where's the emotional element yeah to it? expecting i mean i get i get what you're saying but like having a having a um a boyfriend who's this cool calm and collected all the time it's like are you Sounds like, like a robot are you, mm. yeah are you like a serial killer on the outside <laughs> like what's going on like how are you so put together yeah there must be something and that would stress on. you out and it would make you look at yourself a lot being like well, is there something wrong with me? Like, it's how can I not be like that? And yeah. comparing yeah. yourself. But that was the cool thing. That was what people looked for. Uh, and yeah. that was what sold. And, like, if if this cool guy did express his feelings, um, which happened, which did happen, um, it would be very, like, here is how I feel. Um, oh, yeah, okay. Accept it for what it is. Um, 
they didn't really go and talk about their feelings much because they internalized what they were thinking and then only said what was necessary. To be honest, I'm actually really quite attracted to this made up. 50s guy that you're talking about right now, but he sounds cool. He does sound cool. I think Humphrey Bogart. Have you ever seen Casablanca? No. So, if you've seen... Suave as fuck. Yeah, yeah. See, he's a perfect example. There you go. You can swear it's past eight o'clock. We're on the Naughty (laughs) Rude show. It's all about fucking. Like, if you... Like, you know, fucking, fucking up. It's all good. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Language warning, guys. Just letting letting you know. On the Naughty Rude show, we do swear. You know... Uh, we, we try and use scientific names for genitals if possible. But anyway, the point is <laughs> that, yes, now. this is actually a very attractive sort of a, a guy. Yeah. But it's not always that attractive because if you can't figure... If, if someone doesn't express their feelings, you can't easily tell what is meaningful to them. Mm. Yeah, exactly. It's so like they get labelled so, like yeah. emotionally damaged Un- unavailable, or, or, yeah. or that. Like they get labels attached when they're like... Not giving out what a woman wants from that. Exactly. Or a partner wants. I don't want to be singular. Some people get afraid of anger in general. But if someone is expressing anger to a particular thing, like an idea or a, a situation that has occurred, and that anger is justified, then that tells me as a person that what they are angry about is important yeah, to them. Yeah, they're passionate about it. And, like, and that is actually can be quite attractive. Mm. Um, and I feel like this cool man um, doesn't always have a uh, if he's not expressing his anger or his passions in life on anything seems dull then they then you can't really uh, you can't easily get to know them because you're always wondering is there something that this guy is thinking in his head is there something that I don't know yeah you can't like fully give yourself over to that person if you don't feel like you know them. Told you, this guy symbolises an F-boy, persona-wise. <laughs> but the 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 video went uh, further and said there's another alternative, there's the warm man. And the idea of the warm man is, yes, I'm, I'm not going to keep all my emotions in. I'm going to express them, but I'm going to do so in such a way um, that is manageable. I'm going to manage it. So, for example, the cool man, if you spilt a drink on the cool man. The cool man would take off his jacket, put his jacket over the side of his shoulder, and keep looking like a damn hunk. Yeah, I love this jacket. guy. But black shades. What's, what's his name? Ooh. Humphrey. Okay, I'm just he reminds Humphrey me of Bogart. Bogart think about is him. Our example. Yeah. Do you know that show Mad Men? He reminds yeah, me of the main guy out of Mad Men. Like Don Draper. Yes. Well, is his real name John Ham or something? Yeah. Like? Oh, sex god. The, the, the concept of the warm man, though is someone who you spill the drink on him. He goes, oh, that's so funny. I've spilled plenty of drinks on other people when I was doing hospitality. Anyway, don't worry about it. He Chills. takes off his... Yeah. Uh, he, uh, he might take off his jacket and uh, toss it over his side and look good, but he's just he's just brushed it off as if it was nothing. Yeah, he's um, a tool. Yeah, he, but he has acknowledged the fact that it might have made him feel a little bit embarrassed. Uh, okay. And he's acknowledged the fact that he has felt something and that... That something has, you know, created some sort of reaction. But he has managed that reaction. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of attractive. I think that's something yeah. that we can look for, uh, look for and actually expresses who you are to people. So, if you are a guy that is listening and you have been 
uh, and most of the time when something happens to you, you, you know, you, you hold it in and you think about it and you don't express it. Maybe think about what that's doing to other people. Oh, my God. Let us know on Tumblr. <laughs> yep. Tell us if you're a cool man or a woman or just a chill man. Actually, actually. Hey, you could even be trans. Yeah. And we wouldn't mind. In fact, especially if you're trans, let us know. That was something I want to talk about here, but we don't actually have anyone here in the studio exactly. who has that experience. Yeah. So, I if you are trans or you know, or, or if you have changed gender or whatever, please let us know because we are dying to be educated yeah, on the subject. Sure. Mm-hmm. Send you, you can just go just go to the Naughty Rude Show dot uh, Tumblr dot com forward slash ask and send us some information. Perfect. Speaking What's our next of which, song? We have Respect by Aretha Franklin oh, as our next song. A lot, of, a lot of respect in your relationships, guys. Oh yeah. I wish there was just a little bit more of that song left. Mm-hmm. That was Respect by Aretha Franklin. You're listening to the Naughty Root Show. So we've been talking a bit about whether or not gender roles are uh, problematic, but we have a Tumblr question now. Thank you for sending in a question. Oh my gosh, great expectations right here with this one. So, question is, the guy I am seeing doesn't have as big of a dick as I thought he would. Should I drop him like it's hot? Man, I love you to death. <laughs> you are a queen. <laughs> should he drop should they drop them like it's hot? I definitely want your opinion. <laughs> oh, come on. I was hoping you'd answer. Uh-huh. Um, as a guy who is I consider my size to be average. Um, apparently, I've actually looked up the average. I'm pretty much just normal average size. Um, I would say don't. I mean, don't. I mean, that, there's more I mean, to him than his dick. That being said, though, if he's like, if he's not able to satisfy you sexually, that could be a problem. But it's also a problem that you could work on. There is lots of ways that you can. Uh, spice that up. But that being said, how long have yeah, you been true. going out with this guy? If it's the first time you've done it and he just... Is it is it the size that matters? Really? Or is it just how he's using it? Because, well, you know... He- yeah. The way they've said that as well makes me feel like there isn't anything glaringly making them want to stay with them anyway. Yeah. It's not like... It's not like, the oh, sex you know, is the yeah, yeah. It's not like, oh, but we really get along well, so I'm really conflicted. It's like... No, you know, if you're not interested, then you're not interested. Yeah, I suppose. This person's chasing the D, not chasing the heart. Yeah, exactly. But I feel like if you have the space to and the freedom and time, give it a go. Yeah, why not? You know, you could find some positions that, you know, you might really enjoy. You know, doggy style's great if you have a small dick, you know. (laughs) What other yeah, small, you know? We laugh at it, but that's probably good true. advice. No, yeah, definitely. That um, being said, though, there are some people, like, there was one lady who I tried to have sex with that you just, I just couldn't make it work. I couldn't make Doggy Star work. Just because of, like, the angle that I needed to approach from was, like, yeah. way low. And yeah. it's just, like, uh, and then they couldn't get their, their butt in the right place. Were in you order to make standing it- up? Were you on the bed? Where uh, were you? We were, we were on the, uh, yeah. we were on the bed, and then like we shifted around and went to the edge of the bed and tried everything. Yeah, and it's just it's just like it, I, you can't get it in the right angle. Maybe, yeah, maybe they need to be higher. I don't know. Point is that there was no Physics. it was it was Gosh. almost like you couldn't physically do it with this particular yeah. person. Yeah, and you're like, that's so frustrating. Yeah, yeah. As well, you're craving the doggy style, and you just can't get it. Yeah, first world problems. <laughs> I, I suppose the moral of the story yeah. is 
Try lots of different positions. Yes, yeah, I was going to say, have you tried oral sex? That might make yeah, a difference. exactly. Right. What happens if it's the opposite of this situation when they're overly big, like quite above, yeah, they're very well, well endowed. endowed. Yeah. yeah. What do you uh, do then? Having, oh, Jesus Christ. Lube having, it up. You didn't, it's wet and wild Having there. sex with someone whose dick is too big is just so much worse than small, doing it exactly. with small. Because That's it, it hurts. Yeah. And you can only go so far before it starts hitting, like, your actual cervix yeah. and it's painful. And I would rather, like, yeah, get a bit more experimental and have, like, the freedom to... Instead of like, yeah, it's it's be rough. restricted, but you know, just do some, just it's just practice, really. Exactly. Do you? I I've heard that if you have sex with the same person long enough, regardless of the size, your body adapts. Is that true? Um. Or is that just like I there's some get- level of flexibility, but. It, in some situations, yeah. It's never well, me work. and Tom used to have a problem with that, but we, we've gotten better at it recently. But it still does sometimes. It depends on where what angle it's gone from. It's just so it's sort of annoying because like you, you you know you do sex to um sort of lose yourself and like get, you know get into this free flowing moment and yeah. me having to like h- clench and hold on and make sure it's not going to like go in too far or something is quite stressful. So it's a bit frustrating. Um, I don't know if it's I've changed or anything, but I feel like it used to happen a lot more where it would hurt is your partner like super aware of that and like, yeah well yeah it's hard, yeah exactly he like we're it's a little bit of work from both ends um it's just again like it's funny because like he gets super excited and then he, ah, he wants to go and then it's like all right stop that's too much and then we've got to go back from the beginning yeah. so yeah uh, i don't know uh, the it's it's difficult but worth it you know man it's it sex, is worth so, it in yeah exactly if I, it's good sex I think the only thing that I have noticed uh, with ladies and men with big penises is that if a man has a big penis, he's confident. Yeah. Which is nice. That's attractive. Mm. Is that correlate with the classic, I don't know about this lady, but it's the big hand, big dick thing? Is that legit? Yeah, Tom has fucking huge hands. Like, <laughs> like he's got size 13 feet. Oh, wow. Like, huge feet and, like, really long salad fingers hands. So. I'm just like... Salad I, fingers? I'm just imagining... I can't help but think, is he, is he your height? No, I, no, I, he's, he like, over huge. six foot. I, he just, he's essentially... He looks like the Baba Duke. Like, let's just pretend that that's what he looks like. It's, like, over six foot with wow. long fingers. <laughs> I, I, now I'm just, like... Because, like, originally I'll when to show you a photo. when someone tells me about their uh, boyfriend or partner or girlfriend, whatever, I seem to, like, I think that they're, like, approximately the same size as oh, you. No. And so when you're, like, oh, he's got these massive hands and these massive feet, I'm just yeah, picturing this five, person who's, like, exactly. five, five foot, foot. who has, like, giant clown hands yeah. and giant clown feet. <laughs> he's wearing big red shoes. Uh, no, yeah, no, he's, like, yeah. Anyway, it's, like, proportioned well, I guess. Yeah. But, um, yeah, back to the top of question. Um just, I reckon, keep trying. Yeah, I think you need to look closer at do your actual research. relationship. Maybe yeah. we should do something. If that, it's just about the dick. But if that's what you want, maybe... Yeah. If Look, if, if that is what you're searching for at the moment, if that is the reason why you're dating this guy, then by all means, say, hey, look, I don't think this is working out. Don't give a reason because his dick is yeah, not big enough. Yeah, that oh my God, that's so just going to crush his confidence. Make, oh yeah. my and God. and go find someone who will be able to fulfill your sexual desires. Yeah. That, that being said, though, um, if the size of a man's penis is the, the, the end of your sexual desires, you've got some serious experimentation that you're missing out on. Yeah. Like, 
damn, there's some like really nice stuff out do you reckon, there. Do you reckon there's um like penis extension Isn't things that, but like but it, like a dildo, like a sort of extra plug on I you could put on the top. I swear, I've seen Austin Powers. It was like a pump thing, and he had yeah, it was not a pump. I mean, like an extension, like um like a little hat. To make it bigger, you know what I mean? I Maybe actually, with a vibrating tip or something could be, be interesting. Nice. I wonder if they probably on. exist, to be honest. I, I once read a hentai manga, um, which was exactly about this. A guy had figure out, figured out how to make magical origami so he could make extensions for his penis. Oh, my God. And then the, the funny thing is that because it was magical, he could do whatever he wanted with it. Yeah, wow. And so he would... He would make this origami and then he would like put it on his penis and it would like be make it incredible and then he found ways of like flying it round and he did horrible rapey hilarious. things with it oh that's but so funny but it, it wasn't it, that part was a bit creepy but the first part <laughs> was absolutely creepy. hilarious the first chapter was like yeah. oh my goodness I'm now suddenly Superman that's so funny yeah I need Super to read dick. this book yeah I know I need to find out what that <laughs> oh man Japanese Japanese comics Sexual comics. Comic. Yeah, Japanese sexy comics are hilarious in their storylines um, a lot of the time. Super yeah, like- hilarious as well is uh, when I was in Tokyo last year looking at their um, like porno magazines. Mm. It's like illegal to have uncensored photos. So they've got these porn magazines that's just like it's just like collages of naked, you know, women doing all this stuff, but like their boobs and their vagina are just um like blurred pixelated. out. <laughs> pixelated. Pixelated yeah. out. And so it's just it's just like a book of all these pixelated images. It's so it was really bizarre. I'm waiting for the day How that they get gonna... yourself off to that if you're well, yeah, exactly. Do I don't like, know. All oh, that pixelized. Yeah, things. exactly. But people do. I'm waiting for the day that they change the pixels to logos of companies that want to endorse wow. the magazine. That's so funny. That'd be amazing. <laughs> wow. Especially like if you had a really long, money. a really long company name, you put it on the top of a guy. Yeah. <laughs> That'd yeah. be great fun. Yeah. Exactly. Penis enlarges. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the company. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna go back into a song. Uh, the next song is Maybe It's My First Time by Meg Mac. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. That was Maybe It's My First Time by Meg Mac. Is it your first time, Jonathan? What? What first time what? I don't know. It is, it is definitely not my first time. <laughs> first time of what? Not my first Today? time on not radio. Not my first rodeo. Actually, it Actually. was my first time playing Meg Mac. Oh, so, there we congratulations, go. I have Meg. Then, yeah, the answer I is have yes. a cringe thing. <gasps> Yep. Oh my god, you guys are gonna laugh because it's so cringe, and I oh hate god. people that do it. But I've got my first hickey. Oh, Your first so hickey. Oh my see? god, am I legit sixteen? I don't know. Where, Obviously, where'd you get that from? No, just I. You know how you say you dabble around a kitchen? I was dabbling around a club. The club. The club. Yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. Oh, gosh, so well, cringe. Yeah, so we're talking about gender roles pretty much today on the show. Um, and now we've been through the relationships, but now I want to talk about sex, baby. I want to talk about you, you and me. me. Um, one of the questions I want to ask you guys is, this is a problem that I've struggled with probably throughout all of my relationships, is who... There's an expect. I felt like there's an expectation for the guys to be the initiator. Like I, yeah. I don't do this on like purpose, but um, yeah, I just like wait for them to want to try and have sex with me, and if they don't try, then I just don't do it. Yeah. And like it's been a problem like this whole time, being like you never, you never try and like do it. I'm like, oh yeah, but it's because I can't be bothered. Really. Do you find that in media it's always portrayed as males making the first move? Yeah, you'd never see um females pouncing on guys. 
Yeah. Exactly. Wait a second. You totally see women pouncing on yeah. guys. Really? Absolutely. Like because in regards to sex, it's because it's first move. guys dream that ladies yeah, pounce exactly. on them. Really? Absolutely. Maybe if, I'm watching the wrong things. If I mean, most guys, they feel so good when a lady comes along and is like, hey, you're hot. I want to bang you. Yeah. I mean, if someone came along and said to you, hey, you're hot. I want to bang you. And you thought they were attractive, you'd be like, mm, well, that's, that's kind of nice. Yeah. So, like, why would it be any different for guys? True. True. Like, especially guys don't feel intimidated when a, a lady, well, m- more often than not, guys don't feel intimidated yeah. when a lady comes up to them that, and says, hey, I want to bang you. If you don't want to bang them, you go, oh, that's thanks. That's the awkward bit then. You're like, oh. Thanks. That, that's nice. Um, I'm going to go over there now. Yeah. Um, and if you do like them, you're like, oh, hello. Okay, well, tell me a bit more about yourself. You know, <laughs> Let's go get a drink. <laughs> True. Or whatever your situation is. Not that I'm saying that you, know, you should be drinking if someone says you that question, but more often than not, it's in a bar and that's the thing you do. Otherwise, if someone's soliciting you, yeah. like, well, consens- consensually soliciting yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. So, do you guys find that the do you agree or no? Like, um, what's the word? Relate to me at all in that, or is that my standing on my own with that initiator I, thing? I think that you are you have you've hit the nail on the head that this is an issue because I think there is definitely some ladies who worry about being the initiate initiator because yeah. they're like, oh, if I'm always, if I'm the initiator. Will he think that I'm the S word? Yeah. That oh. cursed, cursed S word. Yeah. Nah, I reckon they'd love it, to be honest. I'm just going to say the word slut. I hate this woo, word woo. with a passion because I don't think anyone should be mm. demonized I for having. Slut last night, actually. Did you actually. Oh. Yeah. What a. I, we S- got, I got into a fight with this guy. Or that person. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, I was taking a photo of him and his friends, and then um, as a joke, he was like, hurry up, you slut. And I was like, all right. I hate when people say that in like yeah, that way. Okay, like, mate, so, call me anything else, but yeah, like. I spilt, in, spilt the tea, but that's not what we're talking about anyway. Sorry, continue. Yeah. I'd, anyway, I, I, I hate that word because I don't yeah. think anyone should be demonized for yeah. having a sex drive. Yeah. Neither do I think anyone should be called a prude yeah. for being demonized for not having a sex drive. Mm. Like, come on, guys. Everyone has drive and sometimes and sometimes they don't. Don't, don't make me feel so bad about yeah. it. Um, but I suppose what I'm trying to get to with this is that if you feel like having sex with someone and they like you, then that's a great compliment to them. And you shouldn't be afraid of saying so. And in a way, I think like some ladies who maybe aren't aren't as experienced um, because, you know, they're like 16 or whatever. Yeah. Are worried about that. Don't be. If, if you find that, I mean, I'm not going to say don't be, like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you can approach um, sex in a blasé way. Respect sex. But if you like someone and you know that they like you back, go, hey, like, you down for it tonight? Like, or, <laughs> DTF. Yeah, ah, you geez. down? Because like, I'm feeling in the mood. And if and if they go, I'm sorry, I'm not, you got to be ready to go, yeah, that's so fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. You'd be ready to go, yeah, that's cool. Let's play a board game or something. <sighs> oh my God, Ooh. that sounds really fun. So it's like, would I rather play the board game? Like, I would, I? yeah, like, I'd rather play Monopoly depend, and win. Depends on my, how I'm feeling. 
Cluedo. Uh, yeah, tonight, definitely. Oh, man. You guys play some old board games. Man, but they're classic. What, what do you play? I design board games in my spare time. Oh my so, God, like, the last board game I, I played was a game called The Witcher, which is a Terry Pratchett board game, which was great. Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett board game. But this show is not about board yeah, games. No. Um, yeah. That being said, um, if you have... There are a bunch of naughty, rude board games that you can buy nowadays if you are so interested. Sex dice. So, yeah... You know what? My my parents bought my uncle and auntie sex dice for their What's birthday. That? I don't know this game. Okay, so no sex dice is just like on one dice it'll say like nibble yeah. or caress. It'll have an oh, action. Sex and dice. then on the other I dice, thought it was sex ties. And I was like, "What's that?" Game? No, no, no. On the other dice, it'll just have an area of the body. Yeah. And uh, the idea is that you, if you don't know it don't know what to do you let the dice decide yeah Ooh. another one i've seen Ooh. is they do one dice has positions and the other the other dice has a room yeah of your house so you yeah it's the position Ooh. then you have to go into it's different a of, rooms i like it so yeah it's very adventurous yeah i haven't i've done it i don't even know how i know that anyway but like a quickie in the laundry yeah that's ju- <laughs> jumping back to initiator yeah if you're a guy and you don't initiate enough if you don't seem to want sex that much I feel like there is a stigma on that oh, because yeah. guys yeah. are so much, yeah. uh, so often portrayed as being, you know, horny bastards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. To be frank. Yeah. Do you guys, would you guys feel bad if a guy never initiated sex with you? Would you feel self-conscious if that happened? I'd or would you go be like, yeah, fair? I'd be like, yeah, I definitely would be like thinking about myself and being like, is there something wrong with me? Like, why doesn't he want to have sex with me? Yeah. I think, yeah, if you just got to be, if he does know that, he's got to be open and honest. Again, like, I've had a conversation that like that before where the guy was literally just like, to be honest, I don't have a high sex drive and I've always thought felt like I was weird for, for, for that, but I'm just, like, letting you know so that you don't think that it's something that you're doing. And I was like, that is so fine with me because it means I just get to chill and there's no pressure. It's not like, you know, yeah. So it's... This can be good. Can be yeah. fine. I think, yeah, but I'm like that too. So I suppose the question is whether or not their sex cri- sex drive can adapt to your needs. Yeah. Yeah, because like my current girlfriend, um, she has a bigger sex drive than I do, which mm. is the first time I've encountered something like this. Mm. Um, and my since I've uh, become 25, my sex drive has decreased. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really With weird. Age. Yeah, I'm getting old. Ugh. <laughs> Old. Ugh. Do you know that it's your age? Do you think? Well, or just I don't, I don't know. It could be something else. Yeah. It could be the fact that I'm. Uh, I do full time work as well, I'm and I yeah. yeah. Or I, I still go, I still try and go to the gym and dance, and physical activity does increase sex drive. Mm. But that being said, back when I wasn't doing full time work and I was just um, existing off Centrelink. I went to the gym quite a lot because I paid for a gym membership and went, oh, I've got nothing better to do. I'll go work out. And my sex drive was through the roof. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, lifting things does increase your sex drive. Knowledge Um, update. Yeah. Um, The more you know. Yeah. I get so... Gym membership will rise. Yeah, exactly. I get so horny when doing yoga. Yoga's really good for it, too, because you're doing, like, really, like, nice, sensual sort of movements. So, if you need to get in the mood, do some yoga. stuff. Good. Mm. Yes. I actually don't know enough about tantric sex, but back to in- initiators. <laughs> yes, there, I feel like there is some pressure on guys to mm. be initiators, and if you're not initiating yeah. enough, people think 
they they become self conscious or exactly. say what is wrong with me. It's and it's that's not always the case. Sometimes just if you have an awesome guy who says I don't have yeah. a huge sex drive, just letting you know, don't feel bad about it. That is great. Guys communicate this. Yeah, yeah. it's funny. Like some of my favorite times, I not my favorite time Jesus Christ other than the actual sex and everything but like when me and Tom could just sit down and be like there's no there's no fucking way we're having sex tonight like no just don't even bother thinking about it and then when it's off the mind you can just full on relax yeah. get into your pyjamas like look really ugly and it doesn't you know that, that sort of thing so sometimes it's quite refreshing yeah it's like mutually decide you're not going to it's just snuggle night tonight yeah exactly it's good yeah. times good times <laughs> what about you Chloe what about me? Yeah, Do you yeah. find I've, that you are the initiatee or initiator? I feel like, yeah, it depends on your sex drive and how you feel. Um, obviously, if I'm feeling hella randy, I'm going to be like, Bebs, where you at? Like, <laughs> come over. Um, but other times, if I'm like uh, hungover, so tired from work and uni, um, I definitely don't really want to be like having a dick like trying in my back trying to like I'm like no I just want to go to sleep please like yeah what about when you when you want to disengage your partner's like hey I really want to you know do the deed and I don't I don't feel like it I'm like no I don't want to have sex today Um, and it's not mutual what Mm. do you think that like because I used to have a huge problem this with one of my exes because she lost her sex drive for whatever reason and I would feel in the mood and I would want to have sex because to me having sex is an expression of how I appreciate and love someone Mm. Um, and every time that didn't happen I felt rejected yeah and that was really hard to deal with yeah that would be quite tough Um, but um, my my rationale was I'm bigger than my sex drive I I have so much more to my character and I can survive this and I can say no because yeah. I'm in control of my sex drive. But eventually I got really depressed and, and I eventually ended up going, I can't do this anymore because I broke oh, into wow. tears twice oh, um, after being rejected. Jesus. Um, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Was she open about what was going on? Or Yes. Okay. Well, she was open about the fact that she didn't want to, but she couldn't tell me why. Mm. That's probably the hardest thing because you're you don't know the other side of the story, mm. so you're constantly feeling it's probably about yourself or other things, but it's probably something she's going through, and yeah, sex yeah. is really not on her mind, first priority. And the other thing is, I yeah, she didn't even want to talk about it, not ask about it a lot, and she's like, "Why do you keep bringing it up?" I'm like, "Because yeah. it hurts me." Because well, yeah, it, it like affects you, and if you're in a relationship and like. Uh, especially with, like, a sexual relationship, part of it is sex. And if yeah. you're not having sex, you probably need to, like, talk about why yeah. this isn't happening or what, you know, what you could both do to improve her, like, state of mind or your both of your state of mind, you know? Yeah. I mean, if I could go back in time and uh, get back to that situation, I'd just be like, okay, that's fine. I'm just going to masturbate. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to masturbate. Were you not doing happened, that anyway? Well, no, I, I still masturbate. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, but, but at the like, time when you were, you weren't just like blue balls in it through the. I was, I was, I wasn't completely blue balls in it. All out. I wasn't yeah. completely blue, blue balls in it, but blue like, balling. the thing is, there was when we got to that situation, there was all I felt was sexual frustration and emotional rejection. Yeah. And it was almost like there was nothing that we could do that 
would solve that problem, or at least there was nothing that we we talked about to solve that problem um, of me feeling rejected. And it was it was almost like because she didn't want to look at the problem and uh, manage it, we never came up with another solution. Yeah. And she was like, You're she never, yeah, and she never asked me why it affects me so much. It was just sort of, oh my god, he's sad. I feel really terrible about the fact that he's sad. Um, but I don't want to have sex with him. And it was like, she felt guilty. And then I felt guilty for not controlling myself. It was just like guilt on guilt on guilt on guilt on guilt on guilt. That's how it happens. Yeah. I'm going to throw out a sort of a controversial opinion on those sorts of things. And I have had that before. Sometimes I just can't, just cannot, don't want to, cannot be bothered. But if you say no that many times, but, and you're supposed to be in like this relationship that you have, like mutually agree that's going to be like a sexual one and all that sort of stuff. And then if you're denying that person the sex because you don't want to ever and you're not sort of moving to do anything to fix your situation, um, I I would, like if it, it's happened to me before and I've just been like, I'm just going to have sex even though I don't really feel like it, but I'm doing it yeah. for my partner, you know? Yeah. I'm going to get on to that yeah. after this. After the song, cool, let's do it. We're going to play a song called Oh Woman, Oh Man. By London Grammar. You're listening to the Naughty Root Show on Sin Nation. Oh, woman. Oh, man. <laughs> she has a great voice. Uh, London Grammar with Oh, woman. Oh, man. Nice. Uh, we've been talking about some pretty heavy topics yeah. on the Naughty Root Show this week. We always seem to get to the heavy topics. At the end. And, yeah. Do you know that what that means? Well, when it's not actually the end, we've still got 40 minutes of us. Woo! 40 minutes? What? No, sorry. 30. 20 minutes. No, like, like 13. Yeah, like what? I know it's like we're lost in lost in time and space yeah, yeah basically but you know what that means if we have all the juicy stuff at the end listeners can stay tuned to the whole show that's Listen true to us the whole way through yeah exactly but if if you do miss a show or this is your first show you can check out all our previous podcasts yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can find them at Omni or Omni.com which is O-N-O-M-N-Y or you can go to sin.org.au and check out the Naughty Road Show and see all the previous podcasts. Um, I think we haven't put up the ones for the last few weeks, but that's okay because they will be there. They're getting there. They're getting there. We'll get them. So before we went to the song, I posed an in, uh, I said I did say it was going to be controversial. Uh, I said that if if in a you're in a sexual relationship where you um, for some reason, your sex drive is feeling low, and you can't, you just don't feel like having sex. After a while, you're sort of in a in a place of agreement with your partner, where it's sort of you want to be enjoying each other's company, enjoying each other's sex. And I was just saying, sometimes I would even do it, even if I didn't feel like doing it. And I wanted to clarify this with you, Jonathan: is feel Thank like you. doing it in the way that I could. Um, convince myself to get into it like if you're lying if I'm lying there I'm like oh my god I can't be bothered yeah I'm like you know what no it's been a while like I'm going to make that like make an effort to get myself in that headspace and then go into enjoy it and that's what I think that was like the difference in that thing so yeah your your situation is a bit different to mine I shall explain my situation for our our lovely listeners because they do have not heard it when I was in in one of my relationships uh, for about four months, I was struggling with my girlfriend not having any sex drive. Um, 
And at the end of that four months, it was sad because I couldn't deal with it. And I broke down into tears twice um, because she didn't want to have sex with me. And I still feel guilty for that today because on one hand, if my girlfriend doesn't want to have sex with me, um, I feel like I should say, uh, be okay to say, no, that's fine. I'm going to step away from this. Mm. And that isn't always as easy as it sounds because I felt rejection uh, emotional rejection because to me having sex was really important and she sort of understood that having sex was really important but one day she decided to let me have sex with her but it appeared to me that she obviously wasn't enjoying it and it felt worse than it was my definitely my worst sexual experience mm-hmm. in fact going through that and I don't want, if she is listening, I don't want to make you feel bad for it because you have every right to say no. Um, I feel bad that I didn't stop halfway through and go, this doesn't feel right. What's up? Um, and I, I would have known the answer as to what's up um, because I don't, I would have understood why she didn't want to have sex with me. Um, but the point is that. It, you shouldn't have sex with someone just because they have a strong desire to have sex with you, especially if that is going to cause you more turmoil. Um, That's what it sort of happened in, in this situation. It was a lose, lose situation for both of us. If I had sex, I was going to feel terrible because I wasn't appreciating um, what she truly wanted. If we didn't have sex, she would feel the same thing. Because she wouldn't wouldn't be appreciating what I truly wanted, and we've got this catch twenty two yeah. that no matter what happened, we had a problem. Yeah. And if you're in this situation, I feel really, I can really empathise with you because it's yeah. not a nice situation to be in. But I have had some time to reflect on that, and the ultimate answer to that is: firstly, um, you are bigger than your sex drive. You can. You are the. You are the sole person who is responsible for your sex drive. Your partner is not responsible for yeah. fixing your sex drive. Um, that being said, if you want to have sex with your partner, um, that's a normal thing. And if you don't want to have sex with your partner, that's okay. But if it goes on for a, more than a month, you probably don't have a sex drive anymore. And if that's going to cause issues in your relationship, there's nothing wrong with seeking professional help for it. And there's nothing wrong with talking about it. The most important thing, and this is what didn't happen in my relationship, is that you talk about why it's happening Mm. and you explain that to your partner. Um, if, If you can't have that conversation with your partner, then maybe you guys, then maybe your, your relationship isn't that healthy. Um, and then maybe, or maybe you need some other person, like a counsellor, to come in and talk about and it. Mediate. Yeah, a mediator. And it can be really awkward to talk about um, sex to people outside of your relationship. But if you can find a couple that has been, you know, together for a while, um, that have had a bit of, exp- and each partner has had a bit of experience, and you go to them earnestly with this problem, um, and you trust them that's probably a good person to go to about this sort of issue because almost every couple over a long enough period of time has had one partner not want it or the other partner not want it for a bit and has uh, encountered this dilemma. 
and it is not a nice one. Um, so, in in short, if you don't, if you can't talk, if you you should try and talk about it with your partner and explain the problem and explain why you feel that way. And if you can't, try and find a mediator if you truly want the relationship to work. If you don't, then potentially, if you aren't feeling comfortable enough with that, then potentially you're not really ready to have sex with that person anymore. And you should probably find a way to say, look, I don't think this is working. We should break up. And as heartbreaking as that is, I've been there and you get over it. That's a pretty sad topic. Yeah. But thank you for sharing, yeah. though, because some listeners out there might be in the same situation and you've enlightened them and gave them possible ways of dealing with it. That being said, though, if your partner is down, absolutely down, uh, I'm just going to jump to another another topic we had here, um, which is gender roles and sex. We're going to jump to positions now. Yeah. Who here thinks that it... Uh, thinks that... On a, on, a, on a more than average basis, it's the guy who figures out the positions. Or do you think it's the girl who figures out the positions? Oh, that is a tricky one. It depends. Yeah, it does. In my relationship specifically, I've said this to you guys before, is I'm pillow princess. <laughs> and I, I just let... I, the things happen to me and I just do whatever. And I, and I, I genuinely like to be the sub- play the submissive role in the bedroom um and yeah i and i think it's because it contrasts into my daily daily life like i'm quite a dominant and like opinionative like st- steadfast person so then when i'm like to lie down and then just be like okay take like, a rest yeah so like is taking the lead yeah um, strains ali wong does a good stand-up bit about it actually about how um controlling women in real life need to be controlled in the bedroom so i think that that's specifically me and yeah it, i'll find that normally i'm not the one make calling the shots with the positions but i like it that way well I feel like it totally depends on my mood. I like when someone takes the lead and you're like, oh, that's so hot. Speak to me that way. (laughs) But then again, like, I find it, like, it's pretty hot if a woman, like, takes the lead and knows what she wants and, like, she's on top just going for it. Like, that's pretty cool too. So, yeah, it's all about mood for me. If I'm tired AF, I'm going to just be like, man, I'm going to starfish tonight. You have to cop it. (laughs) (laughs) What What happens if the guy's like, oh... I want you to take the lead tonight. Would you and would you find that like weird, or would you go like, "Hang on, wh- why would he want me to take the lead? W- oh. Would you feel would you be taken aback by that? No, definitely no. wouldn't. Depending on my mood, yet again, like if I'm tired, he's like, "I want you to take the lead." I'd be like, "What? No, like I did it last time. <laughs> yeah. You take the lead." But um, no, like if they said that to me, they obviously like to be dominated. So yeah, I don't. I, I am dominant in my personality in general because I'm a very enthusiastic sort of energetic guy and the same thing in the bedroom as well. Um, so, I don't mind. Like I find that most uh, people I have sex with are okay with me being uh, a dominant person. Um, but I don't think I've ever really been a sub or played the sub been the submissive sort of a person mm. in it so I can't really say much here except for that I'm okay with it if there is a stereotype but t- I, I don't actually think a stereotype thing here makes it like it's a huge thing I don't think there are ma- many stereotypes in terms of 
uh, positions. But I definitely think I'm just going to slide into another. Did you have a point? Debatable, though, because I've known so many girls that don't like doing doggy style because it makes them feel like they have udders and they're a cow. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, but it can be really demeaning if you don't like that position and, like, people like, obviously, having an emotional connection when they're having sex, so looking in their partner's eyes. Obviously, if you're having a position where you're not facing your partner, they see it as a bit... Obviously, it's submissive, but they see it as a bit demeaning and they're, like, sort of... Um, an animal uh, and not a person. Right. I can't yeah. like it. Um, it's also like reverse cowgirl. Yeah. The, the world's most pointless sex yeah. position, I reckon. It's just like not a fan of everyone's that. got their backs turned to each other. Like, what's the point? Don't get it. Not yeah. to mention reverse cow, cowgirl is actually quite dangerous. Oh, is it? Yes. Reverse cowgirl is the best position if you want to break someone's penis. Oh, gosh. In fact... Um, the banjo. Of all the times that men's penises are broken um, like 30 some stupid statistic for like 30% of the time it's because of reverse cowgirl oh wow and the rest of the time it's because Warning. someone has slipped like oh gosh like oh, that th- sounds painful yeah. s- slipping in the shower and breaking your penis is apparently quite common oh, oh really yeah or also in the kitchen apparently oh yeah, yeah. that's hot yeah on the stove top <laughs> oh man because it's like in a kitchen there's always hard floors yeah. And so, if you fall down and you hit the hard floor and you get an erect penis, <laughs> snap. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yep. Ouch. And just letting you know, guys, if you ever do break your penis, don't keep having sex. The, the very first, pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. If you feel like your penis has broken, um, the very first thing you should do is... Go to your doctor. Chill out and call an ambulance. An ambulance. Um, an ambulance. Absolutely. Can you walk? Because you, you'll need surgery on that. Oh, my God. You'll need Gosh. surgery or you'll need you'll need a professional to have a look at it to make sure it, it heals properly. Imagine because having I have that like, conversation with your doctor. Be like, how did this happen? I slipped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I fell. I'm having, like, phantom penis pains. Like, I don't even, yeah, obviously I don't have a penis, but, like, I still make that, the idea of that really hurts It's cringe. Me. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, go, go, seek, go seek medical help. As soon as possible. Yeah. Um, don't keep having sex because you'll only ruin it more. Ouch. Um, that and there's a lot of blood in a penis. You don't want that going and causing internal bleeding. Um, but you, the good news is that if you do seek medical help, you've got a very good chance of having complete function back into your penis, oh, even nice. if you do snap it pretty badly. Cool. So there you go. Great. Um, back onto what we're talking about. Um, I wanted to bring back into... Uh, stereotypes one last time. Mm. Um, but we're going to talk about this after the next song. We're going to talk about penetration and who is more likely, which which stereotype is more likely to do it. Um, but the next song we're going to play is one of my favourites. It's by Cake. It's called Short Skirt, oh God, Long I love, Jacket. I love this song. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show. That was Long Skirt, Short Jacket. Nope, other way around. <laughs> Short Skirt, Long Jacket long by Kate. You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show. We don't have that much time anymore. But we're going to finish off with the deep stuff. And that's not emotional. We're going to be talking about penetration. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Love penetration. Yeah, so when we're talking about gender roles and in regards to penetration, bringing up the point, um, you know, if it's penis in vagina, penetrative sex, that's normally quite, you know, the man would do that. But um, the one point that I wanted to bring up is like um, having a man 
be penetrated? Is that seen as like feminine or something that like a normally their gender role wouldn't That's do? You know what I mean? Well, I think that l- l- I'm just going to put a context thing here. Sorry, I think yeah. that we- what we're talking about is uh, male and female sex, and I yeah. think that we probably haven't talked enough about um, m- uh, like male male or female female sex. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything inherently masculine about penetrative sex in general. Yeah. Um, if you're going to go, okay, if we're going to paint, uh, like, make a big broad stroke, then let's not emasculate uh, penetrative sex because it, it's just it's just this fun sometimes, yeah. and that's all. I personally have never been penetrated um, by any of my partners, but that's because. I am not comfortable with that. Um, you don't want to do it, then. Don't yeah, do it. yeah. And if you're if you're telling me that I'm going to like it, and I say I'm not comfortable with that, I'm not going to like it. Don't try and stick your finger <laughs> up my bottom. Consent is queen. Bottom. You'll only get the hardest butt clench I've ever done, uh, and it's gosh. also not not totally okay. Oh yeah, that's get not my easy. consent first, and you didn't, and don't do that again, whoever you are. Yeah. Um, Whereas Thank you for the, all my ex-girlfriends for not doing that. Yeah, that's great. Then there's the other side of the scale where I, I know a few guys that love it and they like, like it all the time. Finger up there. But it's so strange. It's just like I really don't know what I'm doing, so it's something that I you know need to um, get better at, I think. But. I've never been asked, but I, I sort of want to try it, but I don't know how to be like, do you want to figure up your ass? <laughs> but I don't know how to be like, say that in a sexy, seduction yeah. way. And it's it's hard as well because it's 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 something that you sort of would only practice with someone you're like really comfortable yeah. with. As yeah. Well. But I'm like such a blunt gal that I don't, if like the people I, like the person I'm seeing, I can't just be like they would literally just laugh at me and be like, <laughs> Chloe, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. um, yeah. The point is that I we I think we all agree that there's nothing inherently unmasculine about yep. the, the want to be penetrated because apparently yep. that's where the male G-spot is. Yeah, point, so. exactly. Which is, you know, in a way I'm like, in some ways I'm curious to You're find like, out about the male out? G-spot. On the other hand, I'm also like, I'm not so comfortable with people touching my butt. Yeah. Um, that being said, like, if you're a guy and you're interested and whatever, don't ever feel like you should, like, you're less of a man because Why you want someone to play with it. Why is such a taboo? Like... Because it's, it's, like, it's, some people would just find it embarrassing. Yeah. Because, mm. like, whereas, like, gir- like, anal sex for girl like, for girls has been sort of fetishised and, like, it's seen as, like, this uber sexy porn star sort of thing. Yeah. Whereas, like, the other way around for guys, it's, like, the complete opposite. But I yeah. think it's just a, a little bit more understanding and stuff. Yeah, and, like... I th- I think there's also a level of some guys feel humiliated or degraded if yeah. they if they uh, do are, if they are penetrated, um, and so they're never going to open themselves up to the idea of it. Um, I know that. I mean, before I found out that it could be fun, um, I certainly thought that was the the main reason why uh, you know butt sex happened was uh, aside from that it was. Like fun for a guy to stick his dick in some other, other orifice, mm. um, because uh, anyway, um, something about that just is crazy in my head. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that it, it, the main reason why people did it was controlling or like oh, okay. whatnot. But until I learned that there's you know fun stuff in up in that direction, 
it, I was like, why would you feel like just pooing? <laughs> it would just feel like constant pooing. Oh my God. Um, but I don't know whether or not that would feel comfortable. But yeah. now that I know that there is that and that, you know, you can get some serious pleasure out of it, maybe, who knows, down the track, I might feel comfortable with it. Um, Look at you go. It's nice to know that you have, you yeah, know, you have the option. Yeah. Yeah. You've got a long sexual uh, future in front of you, so maybe you're in your one prime. day. You know. well, I mean, if, you've lis- if you're a, like, a big listener of the Naughty Root Show, you'll know that in the past we've had... Um, other male presenters who have been gay who have given you great how-to guides as to how to get ready for butt sex. Um, like, the, apparently the best thing to do is slowly um, in the shower experiment with it, with a finger, and start small. Um, and that might make some people cringe, but to other people that might be really good advice. Man, yeah, um, of course. And, you know, if that's another avenue of pleasure, then there's nothing wrong with finding more pleasure where you previously knew there was none. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's... That's that's the cool thing about growing up and being able to do sex is this is an amazing sexual adventure that we can all go on. Exactly. And it you can ju- you don't have to go on it alone, but you can and that's quite fun. You can do it together with interesting cool people and that's the one of the most amazing things about sex. But yeah, um rant over. Yeah. Yeah. Great. I so, think that was a good, good note to end on. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. We're going to have one more song. This is Maybe Katie by hey. Bare Naked Ladies. Me. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Naughty Rude Show on Sin Nation. You can listen to The Naughty Rude Show live 8 to 10 p.m. every Sunday on Sin Nation. So, so, so skinless.